So I would like to talk about the art of living ageless. You know, years ago, there was a pimp. Yeah, I said it, a pimp. And he said, he had this profound statement. And I don't even remember what I was doing. But at the time, whatever it was, it gave him a reason to say this to me. And he said, you know, when you bow your head, you give people permission to slap you. And I've I've said this in another podcast because it was it was a lesson well learned. And I wanted to say, who are you talking to? You a pimp. Well, then it made even more sense because he probably had slapped a bunch of heads in life. So, you know, I, when you, people with low self-esteem have a, a tendency of bowing their heads, you know, and I, I am guilty. I invested in people and situations with, you know, with good intention, but a lot of times people, some people had way too many bad habits. I don't care what it was, lying, manipulating, drugs, alcohol, whatever it was, you know, I went down some bunny paths that I really should not have. But by something greater than myself, I was always protected from a lot of things. I had this real strange life where I was always like a witness to somebody being abused in some way, mentally or emotionally, by someone else, by a bully. And I remember when I worked in corporate America, I didn't have that kind of fear like some people fearing of losing my job. When I felt someone was being treated unfairly, I had no problem with getting up and saying, why did you do that and why did you say that? It didn't matter what color you were. That was not the point. You felt a need to be disrespectful to another human being. And by me seeing it, or being a witness to it, or being privy to it in any way, I had that right to step up for whatever reason. That person didn't feel a need to low self-esteem, insecurities, or whatever it was. But it was always that thought. When you bow your head, you give people permission to slap you. And I was able to see that over and over and over. And when we see injustice to people, that really is the time to turn up the volume and to say what needs to be said, standing in your own power and truth. Because when the worst that could have happened to you in life has already happened, there's no need to do anything else but stand in your own power and truth. And who don't like it? Hey, 
You have options. Move on. Move around. But that's the way I look at it. I don't judge people's life, nor do I let them judge my life. Because that is a horrible mental and emotional incarceration that gets people trapped in it for sometimes years because somebody judged them. I remember when I was in elementary school, I maybe was in about first or second grade, and I remember um, there was a bird. He just landed on the windowsill, and I just became enamored with him for whatever reason. I was just sitting there staring at him, but for whatever whatever it was, I was conscious of what the teacher was saying and what she was doing on the board. So it was like I was able to snap out of that and complete my work assignment and did very well. But when report card time came, she wrote ugly comments on the report card that I was a daydreamer. And it was like my mom was offended that I was daydreaming, but I still did her work. So somehow or another, my brain could, was able to connect in those two places at the same time. I mean, it's, a, it's that line between that right brain and that left brain. And in some particular way, I found that line very young. And it was nothing to be ashamed of. It was a gift. I don't question people's gifts. If a person have a gift that is their gift, I don't know why, but lately I've been really intrigued with a lot of things about Dick Gregory. And it was an old video that popped up on my YouTube, and he was discussing about the effects of plastic and sodas and how it was changing the brain and this must have been like a video from the 70s very interesting but and then earlier today there was a documentary on about him and his life was very interesting it's like he lived several lives within one life or should I say maybe he completed all his cycles in this life is not to come back again and repeat it. That life and death cycle. Because it was just too much. You know, recently I had a friend of mine, her cousin, I don't know what actually happened, but he was a very successful young man in his 30s. And he was very successful. He had just purchased uh, some properties and he had some apartments. And he was just, everything was going good. So 
He took a vacation and he went to some relatives in another state. And he just started saying that something was coming after him and the world was too hard for him. It was too heavy. And he went out in the backyard and he jumped in the lake and drowned himself. And it was all on video because of the cameras on the home. And they just buried him like last week. And it was just something because it just seemed like he was at the top of his game. And then it was just gone. He just gave it all up. It, it became suicidal. And, I, you know, I, I look back over life and... I just feel like there's so many people void of tranquility. They just don't have a tranquil life. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's something that gets projected onto them or what happens or how that happens. But they, you know, we've seen this spike in suicides, even in young children. And it's really, really sad It's just to not have any peace. And maybe it's the hardest thing, because I do get that when you're a child, you have to tolerate people's situations and circumstances. But then as you grow, it comes a time when you really know right from wrong. You know, I'm a true believer you know, when I think of my friends, if I am acting out of character, please, by all means, pull my coat. I mean, really, it's just not okay to let somebody just spiral out of control and just go along with it because you want to be a part of their life or be a friend. Consider yourself being a friend. If I am overindulging, love me enough to pull my coat and say, what happened to you? I love that book by um, Dr. Ter uh, Dr. Perry, what happened to you? And when you ask a person that question, they will start telling you what happened to them. And it could be just a phase sometime. But oftentimes people get into the, those things and those situations and they're not actually phases. They can stay with them for long, long, long years. And they just never really get out that state of confusion in the illusions. One illusion get built on another and on another and it's just so unfortunate because what happens is we continue attracting other people and situations in our life and circumstances that continue to build upon that illusion. So as you heard from my last few um, podcasts, I'm talking more about the soul awareness. And the soul is really a whole nother ball game. It's just no other way to explain it. You know, when we walk out of the front door, we just 
walk out. Something in us tell us there's a ground under our feet. We just step out. And I guess it's, it's another level of faith. But what if we step outside of that door and there's nothing there? We have to see it from a higher perspective. That's what happens there. So, in closing, I would like to say, my divine, salute your divine. Namaste.